0: Today on We Here, Beyonce banned photographers from taking pictures of her during Kobe Bryant's memorial, but it's not the first time she's shunned shutterbugs. Pete Davidson's recovery journey continues. He drops some truth bombs about Ariana Grande and SNL during a recent interview. And the producers of The Bachelor are ready to hook up senior citizens looking for love. Coming up next on We Here. Oh my god. We're on page six? No. No. Yeah. Another
1: divorce splashed across page six. Page six would have a field day. Hey there, I'm Maggie Coglin, And I'm Ian Moore, and welcome to We Hear, a Page Six podcast.
0: We hear all the celebrity dirt from our exclusive sources, and you hear the story behind the story.
1: Maggie, the story behind the story at Kobe Bryant's memorial service at the Staples Center in LA was Beyonce not letting photographers take her picture while she was performing.
0: Can't believe that's one of the biggest takeaways from this huge memorial.
1: Well, that's the thing is people are saying that you know, this was really disrespectful mm-hmm. to, you know, Kobe and his family. Although I'm not sure that I get that it's that it's disrespectful. Mm-hmm. I mean sources told us that basically the photographers who who were shooting this thing, the photo agencies who were all there, this is in a huge, you know, arena, the staples center, right. had to point their cameras up to the ceiling that there were um, staffers who came and told them to, you know, not take photos of Beyonce while she was performing because she opened by performing some of her hits at the memorial. And uh, one thing that did catch my attention, though, was the this wasn't, you know, when we think of photographers taking Beyonce's photo and it's not wanted, you're thinking it's like TMZ and sort of invasive paparazzi or you're at LAX or you're at a restaurant or a club and they're like in your face and it's like, get out of here. But the this was... The AP and Getty Images. Mm-hmm. So these are like really reputable, respectable photo agencies who are there to record this event, you know, for posterity. It's not, right. it's the AP. It is not some opportunistic paparazzo. Yeah, the so I whole guess, event
0: was live streamed.
1: Right. So I guess that's what people are saying is maybe disrespectful is that you know, you're too good to be photographed, I guess, at this event where it's being recorded by, you know, these invited photo agencies who are there and set up to shoot it.
0: Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's that it's disrespectful or that she's, quote, too good or whatever. I think it's that Beyonce has such control over her image that there's a very good chance these images would not have been approved by her because they were moving so fast through the wires and people were covering it in real time. So maybe her camp could not get approval on them.
1: That is a much more sophisticated take, Maggie, (laughs) than what I just said.
0: I mean, as you know, her publicist has reached out to media outlets demanding that unflattering photos of her be removed online. There was an issue with the BuzzFeed story that apparently they were unhappy with and asked some of the images be removed.
1: Right. And Jay-Z and Beyonce have had issues in the past with, you know, regular people taking their photo. You remember we had an item back in December that at Diddy's birthday party, his 50th birthday party, Jay-Z was videoed grabbing a, a phone out of a guest's hand and people at the party thought that he was snatching the phone away because this guy was trying to photograph Beyonce. Oof! And then, of course, they also had the issue at the Super Bowl where TMZ did photograph them in the stands. Jay-Z produced the Super Bowl halftime show. Mm-hmm. And they got caught up in that whole controversy where they were sitting down during the national anthem. And then Jay-Z had to address that, that it wasn't a protest. So it seems like they have issues with you know, people um, photographing them, whether it's fans and everyone to the AP.
0: Hmm. Something else I think is interesting is, you know, for years, Beyonce didn't give a face-to-face interview.
1: But did she sit there and it was like in a silhouette and her voice was like, hello, I'm Beyonce, like <laughs> on 60 Minutes where she was like a... No,
0: she's done interviews via email.
1: <laughs> right. But to sit down with
0: her is was really difficult for a few years. And I believe this revelation was made shortly after there was a vogue interview in which it was kind of pieced together from other interviews she had done she was on the cover she had posed for the cover and for a photo shoot but the interview was repurposed quotes
1: Oh, right, exactly. And yeah. she had also, for the Vogue cover shoot in 2018, she had actually chosen her own photographer for the shoot, which mm-hmm. is unusual for Vogue. I mean, I think it's also an example of how stars today, I mean, Beyonce has obviously had this thing, and other stars have followed suit where they're basically being kind of followed. 24-7 sometimes for their own projects. Yes. So if there are photos out there of them, it's going to be competing with whatever they're working on. Like, for example, you know, Rihanna had recently released this coffee table book with, like, thousands of photos of her, and it turned out they had combed through, like, I can't remember what the exact number was, but it was, like, hundreds of thousands of photos. So, you know, and, and Beyoncé does um, have a history Uh, And she kind of kicked off this whole trend of just dropping a secret project, you know, out of the blue, complete with, you know, videos and an album and a book and, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. So I guess, you know, what we might not know is that photographers taking her picture could be competing with some project that she's working on behind the scenes that just not go along with what she wants out there.
0: Right. And in. 2013, she did a big interview in GQ in which it was revealed that she can t- she owns the official Beyonce Archive, a temperature-controlled digital storage facility that contains virtually every existing photograph of her, starting with the first images of Destiny's Child when she was in you know Destiny's Child, every interview she's ever done, every video of every show she's ever performed, every diary entry she's ever recorded while looking into the unblinking eye of her laptop. Wow. It's like
1: your own Truman show. When we saw the Beyonce
0: documentary, what was it? Life is But a Dream, I think it was called. mm -hmm. On HBO, most of that footage was stuff that she obviously already had.
1: Right. Well, sources at the uh, inside the Kobe Bryant memorial, um, where there were a lot of stars who were photographed, told us that a Staples Center staffer, say that three times. (laughs) quick, Staple Center Saffir, was dispatched to make sure not a single camera was focused on the stage during Beyonce's performance. The photographers couldn't believe it. This doesn't help Beyonce's image at all. It hurts her. It makes her look like a diva, the source said. The memorial wasn't about her. The only shot that did emerge were screen grabs from TV. None of the other artists at the memorial asked for this, not Christina Aguilera, not Alicia Keys. Because it's at a memorial service and the attention is supposed to be on Kobe, I mean, what would have happened if these photos had been released? I mean, as I said, maybe there's some reason behind the scenes, but it's like it does seem a little extreme, I guess, if you're at a memorial service at the Staples Center
0: maybe she had her own photographer there who's shooting behind the scenes images and of her performing and she'll release it on Beyonce.com and then drive all of that traffic to her own website where she's also selling merchandise
1: there you go <laughs>
0: just just a hunch wow, from somebody man, who works on the internet plan
1: all all lined out
0: there's a new interview out with Pete Davidson and Charlemagne the God and Pete Davidson is sharing a lot about his personal life things going on with his mental health What's going on at SNL, and it's pretty wide
1: ranging. Yeah, the thing that shocked me about this interview the most, Maggie, is not even what he said about Ariana Grande or his ex Kaya Gerber and why they broke up, but about, you know, Lorne Michaels and yeah. SNL. I feel like it's kind of biting the hand that feeds you. Like, people don't usually talk trash about the show that basically made their career and discovered them. But Pete Davidson has in this interview, and he's basically saying that he's um, ready to leave the show because I'm literally painted out to be this big, dumb idiot. He says that the show is making fun of him. He told Charlemagne, the god in this radio interview, I personally think I should be done with that show because they make fun of me. They think I'm effing dumb. I have a weird feeling in that building, meaning 30 Rock, where I don't know whose team they're playing for, really, if I'm the joke or I'm in on the joke. Mm. Um, We're actually hearing from insiders at the show that they kind of do think he's a joke, actually, that he's gotten a lot of special treatment on the show, including he got time off to go shoot the new um, Suicide Squad sequel, Getting very alliterative today on the show. (laughs) Suicide Squad sequel. In Atlanta, he also, uh, Lorne Michaels gave him uh, time off to go to a pal's wedding. A source told us at the show, you know, they gave Pete the week off to go, which is unheard of. We also hear that he doesn't play a very big role in the writer's room, which Mm. has some SNL staffers upset. A source uh, told our own Ollie Coleman that Pete has a pretty cushy gig, to say the least.
0: So I found that really interesting because I watched this whole interview. It's 52 minutes and 20 seconds. It's him and Charlemagne sitting across from each other. They are friends and they have a very friendly conversation. And one of the things that Pete says about SNL and his possible exit is that he just loves writing. He talks about, like, Wanting to write movies with his friends and do more writing. And we have this report that he's not in the writer's room. So perhaps he is frustrated that he doesn't have the creative input he feels he should.
1: He's got The King of Staten Island coming out, which is this Judd Abatow movie. Which he mentioned his ex-girlfriend
0: Carly Aquilino is in. Oh. When talking about his love life, he was like... Basically saying he has no bad blood with any of the exes and like they get along so well that she's even in this movie with him.
1: Yeah. And he's uh, he's got another movie coming out on Hulu called Big Time Adolescence with his buddy Machine Gun Kelly. Mm -hmm. And I also noticed he is the voice of Marmaduke.
0: Making that in voiceover up, uh, money. upcoming
1: movie, yeah. So maybe he doesn't need SNL.
0: And in this interview, Charlemagne touches upon that. He says, Pete says to him, basically after he got involved with Ariana Grande, there was a real bump. You know, his star began to rise in a way that it never had before. A grande bump. And Charlemagne says to him, like, you were on SNL before. And Pete was like, yeah, but people didn't know me like they did after Ariana.
1: So... Right. And didn't he also say something about Mac Miller? Didn't he say when he knew the relationship with Ariana Grande was over?
0: Yeah, he he talked a lot about Ariana Grande. I was actually really surprised because he's been with several women since. Kate Beckinsale, Margaret Qualley, Kaya Gerber. Um, But the Ariana thing that's interesting is he said that he knew their engagement and subsequently their relationship was over when Mac Miller died because he wanted to kind of give her the space to grieve Max's death. He said, I was like, listen, I get it. Do whatever you've got to do. I'll be here. I think I said, I'll be here until you don't want me to be here.
1: And then she didn't want her to be there.
0: I guess so. I pretty much knew it was over. I pretty much knew it was around over after that. That was really horrible. And I can't imagine what that's like. All I know is that she really loved the shit out of him and she wasn't putting on a show or anything.
1: Oh, Maggie, we're going to have to bleep that. No. You're going cursing on the show.
0: I watched the 52 minutes of it. I'm here for accuracy. <laughs> yeah, right. Don't say I don't take this podcast seriously. There was so much about his love life. Talked about Kaya Gerber. Right. And
1: what did he say about Kaya Gerber? That, that his addiction and mental health issues kind of well, ended the relationship? You know, or? one
0: of the big things when they first were seen together was like, well, she's so young. She's 18 years old. What's this guy doing with her? And he maintained that she was so much smarter than he was. And he felt that if you were worried she wasn't if, – if you were worried she was out of her depth, she wasn't. That she was way smarter than he was. And that he's dealing with a lot of issues and he's incredibly upfront with them, allegedly, in his relationships. And he was super upfront with them in this interview. He talked about everything from depression to PTSD, having a hard time in high school, his dad's death, cutting himself – The sensation of tattooing being similar to that of cutting and that being a way that he seeks relief Um, and talked about like his coping mechanisms. But he said, like, Kaya Gerber shouldn't have to deal with this, that she should be enjoying her life and her work and her career is taking off. And he's felt like maybe he was too much for her. And he said that he's like, I'm too much for a lot of people.
1: He also said, which was surprising, because he's gotten this reputation as this, like, Hollywood Lothario, mm-hmm. right? But he said that he actually hasn't been with that many women. He's only been he, with, like, five or six he women. He five or six.
0: He's like, if I was a girl, I'd basically be a virgin. And I'm like, what does that mean for Davidson?
1: Jeez. But, right, so he's only been, right, because his first very public relationship, which was very cute, was with Larry David's daughter, mm-hmm. Cassie David. And well, then, he was
0: with that Carly Aquilino before Cassie David, and she was on a show so I think called one. Guy Code Let's or Girl Code. Carly Aquilino. Carly, Cassie, Cassie David,
1: David. Ariana. Ariana. Mar- Beckinsale. sale. Margaret Qualley. Gerber Kaya. That's six. That's six.
0: He also huh. calls Kaya K- so, KG, which I thought was kind of cute. You know how they call Kevin Garnett, KG. I'm more, right. Kevin Garnett was think. in Uncut Gems, which Pete Davidson is like plugging at every turn. He's like in love with the Safdie brothers and like loves everything they do. Huh. So it's an interesting universe.
1: Six degrees of Kevin <laughs> Garnett. I think this interview, I mean, the thing that's kind of interesting is he hasn't done, he's gone on sort of late night talk shows mm-hmm. to promote things that he's doing or SNL. And usually he's like, kind of just making some jokes, mm-hmm. and it's not a real in-depth interview. A lot of times he's talking about his tattoos because he's getting all these wacky tattoos all the time. So this is really an unusual thing for him, right, to have, like, a hour-long, basically, interview. Um, he also went off on page six, right, a couple times, even though he was criticizing us for things we didn't even do.
0: Yeah, he – made allusions to doing stuff and saying stuff, and then it ends up in the post, and then it ends up in the post. And then he was talking about Kaya a few weeks ago posting a photo of what looked like a baby bump and that she was kind of trolling the media trying to stir the pot a little and she he was like yeah and you might remember like justin bieber had that video where he was fake yelling at Haley, but of course page six was like the mustachioed monster and i was like wait a second we never wrote a story about justin bieber yelling at Haley." that is one thing that happens
1: one thing i've noticed is we just get blamed for like every so all anyone cares about is page six (sighs) which is I guess a blessing <laughs> and a curse, a double-edged sword. I guess so. We ha- we have had a lot of exclusive reporting on Pete Davidson. Mm-hmm. I mean, besides all those movie projects that we mentioned as well earlier, he's got this Netflix stand-up special, mm-hmm. and Netflix is not splashing out a lot of money on you know, different comedians. In fact, when Eddie Murphy hosted SNL, Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle, Tracy Morgan, all were sort of joking like, this is Netflix's entire budget right, right. here on stage. Yep. So like Pete Davidson is now getting, he's getting that Netflix coin, mm-hmm. getting that Marmaduke coin, lapping up that, you know, <laughs> big dog bowl money. And um, so I don't know, it looks well, like he's going to win this exit with SNL. And in a weird way, who's left? I mean- Kenan Thompson,
0: yeah, Kate and a McKinnon bunch of floppy-haired right? white
1: dudes we've never heard of.
0: But you know what? All that coin is setting him up for is fatherhood because he said he wants to have a kid really badly. Oh no! And in the next five years, he sees himself having a child.
1: I, I was pray. really taken <laughs> aback. He's so young. Wow. All right. Well, it's a good goal. Something to look forward to. Dad
0: jokes will be the next. Yeah, month. yeah. I guess so.
1: Yikes. All right, Maggie, we're back with We Here, the Page Six podcast. Turn the oh, mic Page off. Page Six podcast. <laughs> Turn the mic off. Is this thing on? I hope not. Take it away, Maggie. What's our next segment on The Big Show?
0: If you were watching The Bachelor this week, you might have noticed an ad for a new franchise. That the Casting producers are looking for a very
1: particular type of contestant. Exactly. I guess Bachelor fans, don't they call them Bachelor Nation? Mm Mm-hmm. Just sounds so bad. But got a a shock while they were watching the show because ABC is casting a Bachelor-style show for seniors. Basically, the network flashed this casting info during Monday's episode of The Bachelor um, and then ABC's head of alternative programming, a guy named Rob Mills, tweeted the details with a plea for people to join the show. And it said, Bachelor Nation, give us your grumpiest old men. Give us your goldenest girls. Hmm. Some viewers, insiders tell me, insiders and couch potatoes, <laughs> have told me that when fans of The Bachelor saw this casting announcement and they saw that it was for an old bachelor, they thought it was for like 45-year-old bachelors, because I guess a lot of the bachelors are pretty young. But this guy, uh, this ABC executive later clarified, to be clear, this is 65 plus. So basically it's gonna be a senior citizens only version of The Bachelor.
0: Geriatric bachelors. Are you a geriatric at 65?
1: Old ass bachelor.
0: On all of old the dates, bachelor's. they'll be getting discounts. They'll be like. Oh,
1: mm-hmm. no, all the dates, the early bird special. <gasps> they're getting, I love it. they go to like the diner in Boca. <sighs> but this actually makes a lot of sense to me, Maggie, because remember a few years ago, there were some stories that like there's all this sex going on mm-hmm. at old age homes and there's like this big spike in STDs. Among senior citizens and the elderly, yeah, that's what's up. So they're going to be like up in the like the hot tub and like you know whatever
0: canasta tournaments, shuffleboard, C- cruises. Is, cana- I
1: like to say canasta. canasta. Is it a canasta? canasta. canasta. <laughs> You're so sophisticated. Canasta? Canasta, canasta, mahjong.
0: Get the tiles. Get the dominoes. Slapping. Bingo. Bingo.
1: Bachelor. Bingo. Um, the thing is, Ooh, are wait. people going to be like, are people, people going to be watching, are people are going to be like taking their teeth out. They're going to be like, he left his teeth on her nightstand. I Instead gave him my remote, heart. His, he gave me his, his <laughs> dentures. <laughs> I mean, the thing is I could see ABC being into this because the, the advertising possibility, the sponsors are like amazing, right? Yeah. Cause it's all like Metamucil you know um, Yo, I'm
0: here for it there is
1: uh, Polydent Ben Gay there's a lot of uh, people out there with some grape fire nuts. game in that Gra- age grape demographic nuts. they wake up the next day and they have some grape nuts together some prune juice
0: the show should be called If I Was 30 Years Younger <laughs> because I feel like that's what old dudes say to young women like if I was 30 years younger and you are just like no
1: <laughs> what if they're like during the old bachelor they're like we've got bad news the bachelor has broken his hip they, they're rushing to his bedside. A common injury among the elderly. Right? Or like walkers. <laughs> Walker? Sex? Is that a thing? Anyway, I, <laughs> I actually think I know where ABC got the idea for this show. And I think it was from a page six item. By the way, this is based on nothing but my own speculation. Go on. I should say that. So in January... We ran an item that Matthew McConaughey and Hugh Grant have successfully played matchmaker for their widowed parents, right? Mm -hmm. Matthew McConaughey and Hugh Grant co-star in the movie The Gentleman. Co-stars of the upcoming film, we said upcoming at the time, The Gentleman. Matthew McConaughey set up his mother, Kay McConaughey, 88, with Hugh Grant's dad, James Grant, 91, they had revealed that their uh, that their parents had agreed to go out on a date together. Matthew McConaughey even told Entertainment Tonight, "His father's ninety one, my mother's eighty eight. Yeah, why not? Next week they're supposed to meet, and we probably won't see them for the rest of the night." Sounds very bachelory.
0: Do you think they'll be posting these ads at like old person communities, old people homes, casting it? Because like, how many people in that set do you know who are like on Twitter or watching The Bachelor? This is to get young people to tell their grandparents, their old friends. Right.
1: I mean, it, yeah, it would be great if they had some famous also the host like who's going to be the the host, the ringmaster. I think it should be Betty thing. White. Betty White would be so great. Perfect for yeah. the show. She would be totally amazing. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. Do you think they give like a withered old rose? I don't want to like, be accused of a... <laughs> being
0: ageist in. I want the elderly to find love or whatever you find on The Bachelor. I
1: actually think, and I know this might be in poor taste. So, okay, before I say this. Always a great I, disclaimer. I think, first of all, that this old ass Bachelor, as I'm calling the show, is going to be not on ABC proper, but it's going to be how ABC is. They have like free form and they have, mm-hmm. you know, this is going to be on the, the old network work whatever. which is what i don't know whatever the the abc <laughs> the abc old folks plus 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 there was also a show i remember like do you remember like weirdo after school tv mm-hmm. you're probably too young drummer to after school tv you probably had like you already had like cable and streaming and netflix when no
0: you were a no child. no i'm like you'd quite No you go flattered. home and
1: watch it would be like reruns of old shows like the brady bunch and good times i watched and- trl Oh. Total right, to request right.
0: live, Carson Deli. That's my generation of coming home. Put a little jalapeno yeah. popper in the microwave. Bam. Mom's not home for another Strangely, hour. She's not gonna know I ate this. Mm.
1: There was a there was a weirdo show. This is too much of a digression called The Go- Ghost of Mrs. Muir. Ever see it with no. Charles Nelson Riley? No. Often on the Hollywood squares. Anyway. <laughs> Yo,
0: you sound like you're auditioning for old bachelor right oh my now. I these references. I could be a, I'm not a bachelor, no. but
1: you never know. <laughs> OAB. Old ass bachelor. <laughs> old Dirty Bachelor. oh Dirty Bachelor. And then, of course, there'll be Old Bachelorette.
0: At the speed that The Bachelor is able to produce these shows, if all goes well, <laughs> we'll be seeing this in the fall. Right. That's
1: true, actually. Well, it, with this show, you got to work quick.
0: Well, that's it for this episode of We Here.
1: Our show is produced by the amazing Jamila Zara Williams and the magnificent Melissa Caceres.
0: We'd love to hear your questions and ideas for the show. Is there a celebrity you're dying for us to dish on? Email your hot takes to us at podcasts at nypost.com.
1: To hear the latest We Hear episodes, be sure to hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any of your preferred platforms. Don't forget to leave us a review.
0: We'll be back tomorrow with more Page Six exclusives. See you then.